0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45
0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Same rules as usual, Ruth. Are we going to
0: have to sit like this the whole time? I'm afraid
1: we are. Uh, Same rules as usual, Ruth. No swearing. No uh, libel, usual uh, rules, because this is our last one. This is our very last. Um, well, this is our last one officially. Our very last uh, official podcast for, for, uh, for the
0: first foreseeable future. For before. the foreseeable,
1: well, everything's for the foreseeable future. So, thanks to Talk Radio and then the Times for looking after us, uh, and especially to Matt Hall. So, thank you to all of you. Thank you. Uh, the thing is, I suppose we're in the same position. As loads of people... let see, what worries me about the... Well,
0: unimplied.
1: <laughs> what, what worries me? Well, I am. We, we can laugh, you see. But what worries me is that because the economy is going to go into... Well, it's already into a nosedive and it's a recession. And it's going to be the longest recession uh, in living memory. What, obviously, companies... Probably. To do, probably. Fingers crossed. Well, but almost you certainly. You never know what's going to happen, Almost do you? certainly.
0: If it's uncertain about anything positive happening, it also has to be uncertain about anything terrible happening.
1: It is, but the economics is a science. It, you know, it's not like astronomy or, or anything like that. It is, no,
0: astronomy is also a oh, science. Astronomy
1: good one, is not it? Astrology's
0: not. I think the uh, astronomers out there might have something to say about that.
1: I always get them mixed up, astrology and astronomy. It's like, I can never decide, is it good to be in the red or in the black? Because red seems to be, you think I can never
0: remember whether you should be off the wagon or on the wagon. That's
1: another one, isn't it?
0: I've fallen I've, off the off wagon, wagon and,
1: and I've got s- back on, on the, wagon. the wagon.
0: So the wagon's um, good.
1: The wagon is good, but you want to be on it. If, oh no, you want to be the wagon. No, the wagon's no, bad. You, they, you no,
0: because people say I've fallen off the wagon when yes, yeah, st- stop drinking, and it's good. You want to stop drinking.
1: Right, so, so it's the good to bad? be on
0: the wagon. No, the wagon's good.
1: Oh, the wagon's good. Because people be are like, on?
0: oh, on earth, no, fallen off the wagon.
1: Anyway, what does worry me is that the economy is, like I say, economics is a science. Uh, and I read a piece today which said the recession could cost more lives than the virus, which seemed to me to be quite plausible. In that this guy obviously looks at GDP, gross domestic product of uh, various nations, and has found that over the years, I mean, statistically, it can be proven that if your GDP goes down, it uh, costs lives. You yeah. know, more pe- people it, die earlier. The, bit in the, 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 richer com- the big
0: shot when he says that they're, they're celebrating over having ha- shorted the housing market, which means loads of people will become un- unemployed and they're celebrating. And then um, there's the fact, and they're like, "Did you not know that every one percent unemployment raises like twenty thousand people die, like yeah. it, in bigger amounts than will die of this virus?"
1: Yeah, precisely. Therefore, arguably, I know that um, this is
0: this is Dad's hot take that just makes him sound like an absolute makes you sound like a Stalinist. But go ahead.
1: What? Why does it make me sound like a Stalinist? The just, exact uh, opposite, actually.
0: No, Stalin would be. This was what Stalin
1: would say. No, this is not what Stalin would say. It's what I'm saying and what various experts back me up on. And that is that what will happen during the coronavirus, and I can speak as one of them, as, a, as an older person myself, I can say that people may very well die. And in each case, let me say it's an absolute individual tragedy and total sympathy for anybody who's going through that. But people will probably die four or five years earlier than they may otherwise have died. You know, either people with an underlying medical condition or people who are older. There won't be... They're no, not there's, new there's deaths, if you like. people they're... who
0: have underlying medical conditions around my age who would have no need to die of this. Who wouldn't die in five years.
1: No. Do you and, know what I mean? And hopefully those people... When, when med- medical they... decisions are made, those mm. people will be kept alive because it's worth keeping them alive. Yeah. You know, but...
0: I think that over seventies would have something to say against
1: that. Well, maybe so, but if you look at it, I'm I'm thinking of people who not—I mean, people like us. We're fairly fortunate in that we've uh, got—we've, you know, we've got a fairly big house and can be uh, can stay separate. We've got, you know, a lot of bedrooms here. So you know, with, it's pretty
0: uh, empty as well, considering yes, we're not all here. There's
1: only the three of us here. I mean, I can find a bedroom and hide from your mum for at least an hour until I'm found. And I'm, I'm
0: struggling to hide from you.
1: <laughs> well, at the moment you're, just... you're doing your last, your last Ruthie, uni dad and me, previously known as Ruthie, me and my dad, um, your last podcast, but. That's why we're not hiding you. But what what I'm saying is I worry about people in tower blocks. You know, they'll be uh, just near where Martha is in uh, Kennington, your sister just near where she is there are loads of tower blocks two bedrooms people will be in two bedroom flats up on the 12th 13th floor you know with three kids i mean just and they don't unlike a, I mean, it is a prison sentence but unlike a prison sentence you don't actually know when it's going to end mm. you know the, uh, and that must be absolute hell and the people I will they'll we lose their jobs understanding
0: a little bit how terrible not being allowed to go out and about it's like i think that a lot of people think prison is a, this really cushy life and they don't think that well, I've never prisoners that's I know I know but a lot of, No, a lot of people do though. They say oh prison it's you're fine. What? what's the big you know, there should be harsher think. It's one of the reasons people say that the death penalty is necessary that because they think that prison is just it's too good for people. But I think this on a some tiny scale does show just how horrific prison must be.
1: Yes, uh, on the other hand, hand, there are people in prison with you. On the the other hand, there are people... Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. You know, maybe they're trying to rape you, but they're still in prison (laughs) with you. Um, But you know what I mean? There is some society in prison. There's the exercise yard. People take up a a skill in prison. Yeah, I mean, we Uh, could do all
0: that as well.
1: Yes, we could do all that. The point I'm making is that... As far as a class issue goes... The,
0: yeah, the para being, after the above, in this situation, yeah. and after it's all See, over. See,
1: I'm fed up reading about, reading journalists. Every day there's a column mm. in uh, one or two of the papers saying, oh, how are we coping with the crisis? They're not coping with the crisis because, you know, they, they live in nice houses, in, and uh, probably they may even have moved to their second homes. I know somebody who's moved into uh, her second home you know, people will do that and then they'll happily write these columns. I'm going to see a column written by somebody who's by a poor person who's in uh, a tower block on the 15th floor with three kids because, you know, they really, they really are suffering and they're suffering even more because they know the other side of it. They may not have a job. We've we've had our uh, podcast canned no big deal for us but no. you know that people will be looking at balance sheets in the way they've not looked before all those people who work in Debenhams who work in uh, you know department stores whatever they're not going to all you know, Basically, the, they're pretty not gonna much all get any their jobs job. back yeah, yeah pretty much any job but all big co- corporations big companies will look at their balance sheet and say can we afford to keep all these people and with the economy going the answer is no
0: yeah um, I also worry about like again it doesn't seem important because it's like the arts that which aren't but you do worry about what theatre cinema museums and galleries will look like like will they put money back into those things afterwards
1: yeah well that's exactly the same issue isn't it really
0: I mean it's the I watched a really interesting like video essay the other day that was talking about how this coronavirus is the death of expectation. So it's like, he was saying that he had a chronic illness. And so he kind of compared it to that in that he um, got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, I think. Yeah, that's the, that's um, stomach component. Yes, uh, Yeah, um, and so, which changed your life massively because you have to change your diet loads and stuff and you're not able to do all the things that you had done. And he said he always had this expectation that he would be able to eat popcorn. It wasn't particularly important to him. He didn't even realise he had it as an expectation, but he just always thought he would. And then all of a sudden you're diagnosed with this thing and you you know that the future is not going to look the same at all. You've had all these plans and this way that you'll live your life and you imagine it all. And then all of a sudden that's just not how it's going to be and there's nothing there to replace those plans. You just kind of have to get your head around the fact that it's nothing's going to be the same and then he was saying and that's much like this in that all of a sudden all the expectations that we had of our lives that we were going to be able to go and get a coffee and go out to shops and to clubs and to restaurants these things that you didn't really you know there was no plan for it I wasn't like every Tuesday I'm going to go to go to a restaurant but you had the expectation that you always would be able to do those things and then all of a sudden it's the death of this expectation and there's nothing there new to replace your plans there's no you don't think about the summer and there's now these new things it's just kind of like
1: it's the suddenness of it it's all, the isn't suddenness it? yeah and it's also the uncertainty we, we'll, we'll come out of this right I assume at some time even just a year's time mm-hmm. at some point or other we will come out of this it may very well be there may be more pandemics. We don't know. You know, I don't think we'll come out of it cleanly. I don't think it'll suddenly be one day we'll wake up in the morning and Boris will be on the telly saying, go out, have meals, don't enjoy, enjoy yeah. yourself. That's not going to happen. But That's
0: never how pandemics have
1: worked. No, but at some point, there's going to have to be a, a new, different world built. And it's going to be your generation. So probably all the stuff about climate change and all that will have to be built into it. You know, things like... I would hope and think that people would move closer to a plant-based diet, maybe including fish and things, because this is really, in in many ways, you don't want to point the finger of blame at the Chinese, but I think you have to because those wet markets but and they you, will they will eat all sorts of stuff. The Chinese have
0: you heard? Have you actually? properly read about wet markets and stuff because it's such a massively complex issue like I watched there's a um, there's a channel on YouTube called Vox which do a lot of like uh, explanation videos or um, sort of investigations into things you haven't really thought about before that, that you've heard about on a base level but never properly it doesn't tell you in detail So it says about how the SARS epidemic was also in um, uh, a wet market market as well, well. Um, and about how in the 70s they got banned and they brought in these wildlife protection laws, um, and then people started starving because they just couldn't feed themselves, so they brought back in, so they took away these laws, and it was a lot of just this... um, S- uh, su- su- substance farming that went on with these wildlife subsistence, subsistence that 's what it's called subsistence farming that went on with these wildlife and then it was fine and then all of a sudden it changed to the selling of the wildlife, which was actually for this like like minority elite, and actually the vast majority of the population didn't eat, don't eat any of these things that they sell at wet markets. It's just this elite. It's and bush so meat, isn't it? Pu- putting it on.
1: Is it bush meat, which is a term for you know eating I've stuff like? I've never heard of
0: the term bush meat. To oh, be it's honest.
1: well known. And they put. I mean, I saw a, a no, story last No, but just that
0: the wet, yeah, the wet markets are really. It's like really complicated, and labeling it as like a Chinese thing is just not true because it's a, a small minority of the of the country. You wouldn't call, like... I'm trying to think of I'm another example. it
1: happened in China. It ha- yeah, it happened, it happened in, in China, China but in it's France. not a
0: Chinese
1: thing. Well, I'll tell you what is a Chinese thing, and that is eating every part but of But that's, uh, a, that's not all Chinese animal. people either. No, but uh, generally part of the Chinese culture is, you know, if you're going to... I had a mate, and we used to go into Chinese restaurants, and he used to turn to the back of the, uh, of the menu where it was all written in Chinese and uh, just for a joke we did it for a joke he would order something written in chinese so i had no idea what he was ordering and it was invariably some bit of an animal that you really would not in normal circumstances um, eat he was an adventurer so that was that was his adventure but they do you know whatever it is donkey knuckles whatever they will eat all that stuff and i think the world generally if you want to rebuild it maybe it has to be rebuilt
0: yeah but I definitely think that China will bring back in these wildlife protection laws which will stop the wet markets and stuff but I just think labelling it as Chinese virus is just
1: yeah, well, that's stupid. true. It's, it's. Yeah, but
0: that's what you're doing as well. You're no, I'm saying, saying it's from Chinese. China. No, it's I'm saying, Chinese,
1: saying why deny stuff? It's from China. It's. Like I'm not the, denying that it's from like, China. No, that's all I not. said. I didn't call it the Chinese virus. But, I said it's but, from China. Like, I feel
0: like placing the blame on China like that is kind of wrong because it's not and uh, place the blame on Chinese government who have changed the laws to protect a minority group rather than the majority of their the country. That's a bit not chinese people
1: no but i'm saying in in the world at large we have to stop eating stuff that's just you know animal stuff i read one this week about some sausages being sold in south africa which were found with uh, kangaroo meat in them, you know. There were supposed to be beef sausages or. But then also, don't you think that
0: that's a massively like Western way of looking at things? That we've decided what's okay to eat and what's not okay to eat. Yeah, I think. And we're, it, yeah, and, yeah it, I th- and I think that's fine. It, it, I think that's it, fine. It, it, no, but, I think we're a developed part not. of the world,
1: and that's actually fine. But developed fine. is
0: completely. It's the whole thing of like. It's the same, it goes back to the same thing of like west white western people went and civilized the rest of the country mm. the rest of the world well, when we we have, didn't. To do it,
1: we have to do it remotely now
0: No but um, we didn't civilize anything you know well, aboriginal we... communities were not civ- any less civilized they were just different mm. Well and you, it's, you it's, could it's a, a thing, thing of western territories
1: we we did yeah, you know, it's like you say. What did the Romans do for us? Well, you know, but the roads, the uh, aqueducts. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's the, not what we Roman... did
0: for Aboriginal communities.
1: Well, it's, uh, in especially some places, in places, some places like it South isn't. Africa. Well, it,
0: what, what, or, 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 it's, it, what take have we a ever much... done for the
1: South Africans? Is that what you're saying? It's,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'll it. take a much more a much more well known example, which is of. America, so if, like Native American communities, we said we civilised them. What we really did was wipe out massive, like whole communities.
1: That's the American Well, see, Americans it, but well uh... no, that was us. <laughs> now, in this uh, enforced uh, era of uh, isolation, so it's just the three of us, it's myself, your mm-hmm. mother and uh, you, cloistered in this... Fairly big house, which is good to good to be. You're, you've turned back to the television. You're, 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 oh, you're I've, I've watched moisture. more
0: television in this la- in this last week than I have in a year.
1: Mm. Well, you wouldn't watch anything as lowbrow as Britain's Got Talent. No, However. Of course not. Of course not. But you are prepared to watch the arty version of Britain's Got Talent, uh, Portrait Artist of the Year. Portrait Arts. What, 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 What's the brilliant. fascination with that? Oh,
0: it's so good. I would I would genuinely really highly recommend it. It's on Sky Arts channel. It's not Maybe it's not the most popular programme in the world. Well, it is. It's 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 become huge. I've
1: watched it since. It's a double page feature in the paper.
0: It started in like 2013.
1: I've always watched it. I've had a big thing. Watching paint dry, it turns out, might not be nearly as boring an aphorism as we have been led to believe. The Sky Arts programme, Portrait Artist of the Year, has turned the slow process of painting a picture into a spectator sport. Uh, the programme so invites portraitists from across the country to compete. Anyway, it's getting good, good, good. Uh, uh, there's a thousand applicants have filled in the entry forms for the next wow. series. Loads of people want to do it, and I noticed you were sort of.
0: Oh, I'm just jarring. but these these guys are incredible. <laughs> are you, uh, these uh, the artists. To apply? Oh my god, no! But these artists are they're so incredible. The ones who are amateur, like there was a there was a I can't remember if it's a girl or a boy. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, they were only 16 and they were just sitting their GCSEs but had done this incredible portrait and stuff. It was just, it's really impressive. I, have, I had started drawing again because I've not drawn in years, um, but you've got a lot of free time on your hands.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Do you have a bit of music Ruth?
0: Um, yeah, let's.
1: Well, let's start with yours. Little foot, big foot, get out the way. I'ma show y'all to move this I'ma show y'all to move like this. i am going y'all move, Little foot, big foot, get out the way. So that's Childish Gambino uh, which we have played before we have
0: played before we've played his song Feels Like Summer but he's just brought out a brand new album um, called Three Fifteen Twenty. Uh well which obviously it's just the date um, oh and is that the
1: American
0: date no well three point one five point twenty, and that was the song 35.31 I just thought yeah it, I've, it's what I've been listening to just to pass the time um, and it's nice to have some new music and I do I, It's a
1: nice jolly song. Yeah, it's jolly. It cheers us up during the uh, comments. Yeah, nice little dancing uh, song.
0: And obviously, I've spoken about Childish Gambino before, but just really briefly. He's Donald Glover, who
1: Donald Glover, yeah,
0: Donald Glover's um pseudonym. Pseudonym.
1: You didn't Uh, know that last week, you? No, no, I
0: didn't
1: know. Uh, I said pseudonym, uh, but I
0: meant something else. You
1: meant euphemism.
0: I meant euphemism, but that's it. Pseudonym for Donald Glover, uh, who is. So talented, and he's also an actor exactly.
1: and a producer yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Shall we hear mine? Yeah. Mine is back to 1971 and it's Isaac Hayes. Who's the black private dick that's a sex machine dog on chips? the are damn right man that would risk his neck for his brother man can you dig it well there you are ruth can you dig it
0: I didn't love that song to be honest. Those kind of songs always sound like they're just from
1: an advert to me. Uh, actually, well, it probably has been used in an advert. I'm sure it's an absolute classic though. It's uh, Isaac Hayes' theme from Shaft. But I thought it was quite interesting because I can now introduce you to a genre of cinema you may be not aware of, oh, uh, which is black exploitation. Have you ever heard of black exploitation? Well, in the early '70s, that's '71. It was from a film called Shaft. And uh, if, you, if you listen to the lyric where it was Isaac Hayes saying, uh, Who's the black private dick who is a sex machine to all the girls? Um, they were exploitation movies. They were originally white movies. And uh, then because of, there was a shortage of black heroes in movies, uh, this genre, black Blaxploitation, uh, or a subgenre they always call it, grew up with uh, people like, uh, like him. And they were reprehensible, but they were black. And they used to show these films in um, places like Harlem. And the theatres would go berserk, you know, and they'd love the, uh, the but there's great tracks, the actual theme music for these movies and, the, you know, some of the incidental music. I, the, I know one we had. We had Across 110th Street, mm, which we played. I liked
0: that one, actually. Yeah, well,
1: that's also from a black blaxploitation uh, movie. And it was the first genre in which black characters and communities were the uh, main The heroes of the movies, Uh, Isaac Hayes. Have you heard of Isaac Hayes? Yeah, I have heard of Isaac Hayes. Yeah, he played uh, Chef in South Park, which so Uh a a sort of late flowering. He was a songwriter, producer, uh, and the Stax label. I think we played Atlantic and Stax, Southern Soul, really. And he wrote songs for Sam and Dave, there were Mm, and Carla Thomas. Yeah, I'm just trying to widen your musical education. A lot of emails this week, Ruth.
0: Oh, really? I guess people have got some time on their hands. Well, people
1: have got time on their hands, and also they make sense the fact that uh, we might not be here much longer.
0: Well, yeah, because it is Ruthie, uni, dad and me, and there is no university There's no at uni the moment, is. I can so, see the logic yeah. of it. I see the <laughs> logic of
1: it. And hopefully we'll be back. Also, but
0: also, I don't think we've addressed the fact that we're recording this at home, obviously, today, because obviously. it's isolation. Mm-hmm. So if the quality is not... Up to the, oh, the normal standards. The almost, that is that, why
1: yeah. I just thought we should tell them, you
0: know, rather than it just look like we thought, oh,
1: well, it's F it, v-
0: You know, it's the last one. Let's not bother.
1: Well, it's very interesting you say that because the first uh, email I've got here is headlined "Ingénieur de son gratuit pour le podcast," ah, uh. which means, as you know, sound engineer free for the podcast. It's from Erin O'Brien. I didn't know what- Uh, engineer of sound uh, do something i suppose erin o'brien says hi ruth and martin Uh, i came across your podcast on the journey home from liverpool uni to uh, london yesterday i'm a second year music student because we're now online only i'm heading home to isolate with my family for the next several months it's a five-hour journey so we listen to two of the shows the first and last brackets just 92 more to catch up on (laughs) It was good. I enjoyed it and found it really interesting. Uh, I go through the same kind of discussions with my dad and it was a rare chance to listen to the almost same conversation between another daughter and father combo. Uh, I did have to pause quite a lot so I could explain what you were talking about. (laughs) You, I suspect. Uh, My dad listens to talk radio, so he's heard a number of clips from the podcast. And because he'd listened on Friday night, he'd already heard the bits around teaching French and the need to use the word free a lot. You didn't make it clear your uh. French lessons were free. Although I'm getting one tomorrow morning. Have you forgotten Making that?
0: Me.
1: Yeah, yeah, well I'm getting a French lesson tomorrow morning. Uh, hence, says Erin, the reason for getting in touch. I too am going to be looking for things to do over the next few months. And from what I picked up yesterday, you won't be able to get into the studio to right. record the next uh, however many episodes of the podcast. Well, it's just this one, really. Uh, and you'll be recording on your phone. As mentioned above, I'm a 2nd music student and training to be a sound engineer. Uh, if it would help, free of charge... And with no obligation, I'd love to use my skills to sound engineer the podcast. That would
0: have been lovely.
1: Well, we'll see. I've got a really good ear for editing and fixing vocals. And one of my strengths is being able to pick up, which obviously if you're a music student probably is a specialism you would do. I've got a really good ear for editing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And one of my strengths is being able to pick out and get rid of unwanted frequencies. So, you know, when it distorts a bit, mm. goes, yeah. I want to to this. I can use my time to make the show sound as good as possible. I mean, given the content as well, don't forget.
0: Yeah, it's only know. as good as, as, it, as, it, as, as possible, possible. you yeah. know. Yes, we're talking it sound. It only go so far. Of
1: course, we're talking sound quality. Um, with whatever kit you'll be recording on, I've got a recording studio at home—well, a bedroom with the necessary kit. So all I need is a sound file and 24 hours to get it back to you. Well, I might very well send it to you. I could, I could uh, email it off. Well, we'll see what it's like. He, he, thank you for the
0: offer
1: yeah thank you so much for the offer she says if you're interested happy to have a call on facetime or skype to talk through how i may be able to help well um i'll put ruth in charge of any calls anyway we'll, we'll do that erin thank you uh, richard Shaw Wright is somebody who i actually know but he says french lesson he says there aren't enough podcasts. Do a French podcast. He says, having nearly studied both German and French with GCSE last, last century, I can only ask someone where the train station is, Auf Deutsch. Other than that, become a YouTuber. Good luck, says uh, Richard. He says who is a crony, but he's only a thirty-nine-year-old crony. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah, young crony. Neil Vicker says, well, again, he its he says he's
0: closer to my age than to yours. Yes, he is. Not mad.
1: Isn't that ridiculous? Neil Vicker says, one probably not for laughs and bants. Well, nothing's really for laughs and bants now. He <laughs> says, Brilliant podcast as ever, particularly the one this week. It's gone down very well there oh, really? in 90, 94.
0: four.
1: Ninety four congrats. Yeah, ninety-four is is you know a really popular podcast. Anyway, he says I broadcast a hospital radio show in Evesham, and we've been told we now can't go into the building so I wondered if there was a software package or trick that we could use to get around this remotely. Um, these, ser- are not,
0: these are more um, sort of practical emails are they? are practical
1: emails but uh, i like to tell you what we've got yeah. in the post. I use a thing called IPDTL which is working very well for me but you'll need a, an ethernet cable and uh, a bit of an adapter. Uh, Donna McManus said, uh, I was heartened to hear your latest podcast this week. Heartened. heartened? Heartened, yeah. In these bizarre times we're going through, I'm sorry that Ruth wasn't able to complete her first year at university. Fingers crossed she'll be back there soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, but as we've already discussed in the great scheme of things... No
0: pipe making plans. A, it's a
1: small tragedy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Ruth, I know you said you don't watch much TV these days. Well, she does these days. But if you're stuck and let's face it you might be at the moment I'd recommend The Stranger on Netflix oh
0: I've had this recommended me so many times oh, right. yeah I need to watch it mm. it's not really massively up my street and it's like a thrillery type mm. crime like investigation crime thing. I, I don't think what, it's a real crime life, real crime,
1: real life crime or, mm, no. I
0: don't think so I'm not quite sure what it's about but it's not it's uh, not my usual go to
1: what I watch she says I might like that as well she says also more light hearted Celebs Go Dating on more 4 I've
0: also been recommended that actually uh, recently because I've never seen
1: any of the Celebs Go Dating or The Undateables oh
0: anything. well oh, really? but, um, <laughs> Yeah.
1: let's hope it's not over too soon So <laughs> you've watched all that stuff she says Celebs Go Dating on more 4 this series has been hilarious and really made me laugh out loud I have Love Is Blind on my list to watch but it's I've, great but I've been put off by how American it is uh, take care of yourselves and keep making the podcast. Mm. They'll probably be mostly COVID nineteen related, I imagine, as most conversations my friends are. And that's Donna. And Martin Bolton uh, says this week's episode ninety four was one of the best you've done so far. Oh, there you I go. thought we were just hitting our stride when I got the call. <laughs> it took us ninety four <laughs>
0: hours, but
1: yeah. Um, you're doing so well with two different perspectives on the current situation. My youngest daughter, Karin, is in her third year at BCU, something University BCU. Do we know that is? And was told yesterday. Rest on maybe. Yeah, possibly. Told yesterday. That's it. The rest of her tutorials will be online. And if she graduates, her certificate will be sent in the post with no ceremony. That's
0: even worse. So Being a third, third year, no year graduation. Is worse, yeah. Third year definitely. You don't feel like you've properly finished it, would you? Yeah.
1: Going back to the Portrait Artist of the Year, oh, I, I believe... This one is probably of the, the
0: podcast that will speak the most of Portrait artists of the Year. This, mm. That can be our USP. Yeah, well... The only uh, podcast with at least 20 minutes of Portrait Artist of the Year content. Well,
1: one of the sitters, uh, you said Harriet Walker and I said Harriet Walter... I've got a picture of her. Is that... The yeah, she Harriet, Dana yeah, Harriet yeah. Walter. Well, she's got uh, advice for those of you... I mean, clearly, at the moment, it's not going to happen. But those of you uh, dealing with lecherous men at uh, university and how you're... Lecherous? lecherous. I've never heard M- that word before. How many of you have heard the word lecherous? No. It means uh, men who behave inappropriately. Oh, in a, I assumed
0: that from the yeah. context,
1: but. Yeah. Well, she says feminists, this is her line on it... She says, feminists should quote, talk to the enemy, and it almost sounds like it should be a song, talk to the enemy, talk to the enemy, uh, and explain to lecherous men why why their behavior is inappropriate, the actress Dame Harriet Walter said. Walter said that men would never understand why their actions were harmful unless women educated them. They need talking to about why things are wrong. Like, it's not that you touched me on the leg, but it's the fact that you're in a position of power and I didn't ask you to and you invaded my space. Or, can I put my hand on your knee instead? And how would you feel about it if I did? She added, being uncalm doesn't help because that person won't ever understand what they did wrong and won't ever dare to ask. So her I don't strategy, completely agree
0: with that. Her
1: strategy is to... Have a very be, remain very calm and almost mm. unaffected by it.
0: Yeah, I, ca- I can't really get on board with that. I don't think it's women's job to teach men in later yeah, life how they're meant to act. I think the right thing is to be outraged because it's outrageous that someone would do that. Mm. And uh, the idea that men don't know by now what's right and what's wrong is—you know—it's not women's job to teach men how to behave.
1: And. Tell me, Ruth. Have you anything that's enjoying this great coronavirus? I mean, you may have another angle on it that I've not covered so far. About coronavirus. Well, about anything. Uh, I'm just. It's very difficult I mean, there are no other topics really about, apart from what you've been doing during the. Uh, what have you been I doing? I right know what you've been doing. I've been seeing you.
0: Yeah, this is like throwing It. Nothing to catch up on. What are you meant to. What are you meant to chat to people about? That's the thing. You know, how was your walk today? My walk was fine. How
1: was your walk? I walked down to Sainsbury's and popped into Poundland. I
0: can't believe it's still
1: open. Mm. Well, of it is. How are people going to get food? It's not open.
0: Yeah, no, but I wouldn't have thought they would have kept Poundland open. I thought mm. they would have literally just kept, like, Sainsbury's, Tesco, mm. and
1: stuff. Well, it, it, there's not many shops anywhere. As I walked past Poundland, I did think you've developed a, a bit of an addiction to flying saucers. Did
0: you buy them? It's not my fault. <laughs> I've written a note next you, to them saying not allowed, you know. Have you? A post-it note it's
1: on the bag. But you said you liked them. When we I asked do, you but if it's you bad. Be, You've got to have it's a It's bad treat. for me. You've got to have a treat. Bad. I, I bought some crunchy bars for your mum from Poundland as well because oh. she likes crunchy. It's the only chocolate she'll uh, she'll eat. But we all need uh, a treat, I think. Yeah, for, I know. But I think the, chocolate I and sweets are very a, important to in a these.
0: new Level. I was no, I, I was eating fine sauces, like they were going to become the new currency and <laughs> the number of fine sauces you'd ate was going to be how much you were worth in our new post-apocalyptic,
1: post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. yeah. But there's nothing in them. You could probably no, eat two packets they're not, of they're not, like
0: cali- they're not like um, if you ate like, a full bag of, like a f- massive bar of chocolate, like that would be a yeah. lot. There's, there's nothing to them, but that's why they're so dangerous.
1: So, yes, so I uh, now, interestingly, Poundland they said keep uh, uh, two metres apart. Mm. And my friend Paul says, if you want to judge the two metres, he says, imagine a chalk outline round a dead body. Yeah, that's that's exactly two metres.
0: Imagine your dead grandmother.
1: Mm. Yeah, when I was walking through town to go get down to Sainsbury's before I got to Poundland, mm-hmm. um, when people were approaching me, I was sort of walking out towards the kerb yeah. and qu- quite deliberately sort of making a swerve. Uh, and then there was a black guy coming towards me, and I just wondered if he might think it was racism if I did that. Oh, but I, God, I, I talks absolute garbage. <laughs> it's my USP, Ruth, to use your word. So, yes, and then I walked down to uh, Sainsbury's,
0: this is genuinely the most boring content we've well, ever Well, I was about to with. say,
1: there's nothing really uh, there's to tell you about there. that. There's uh, nothing there. Well, I think people will be interested in the fact that flying saucers are now your trees of choice when they're so, oh, I love them. They're so sort of nebulous, flying saucers. They're really I like, cool. it,
0: yeah, I like a sweetie more than a chocolate.
1: Oh, like that. That, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. In case you were wondering, which I doubt you are. <laughs>
1: Anything on your mind at all?
0: You know, the only thing that is on my mind a little bit mm-hmm. is productivity and how the this, like, quarantine or isolation or, like, the fact that everyone's working from home or not working anymore has led... Us gave gave way to this productivity like this like push for for everyone to be productive all the time and to be like on a schedule and do this and do that and take up a new hobby and do this and it's like no we're in the middle of a national emergency if the fact that you the fact that you probably can't quite focus on anything that well and you might not be producing your best work like you shouldn't be putting pressure on yourself to write some kind of masterpiece or paint a portrait Mm. or or be become fitter than you 've ever been before, or like use this opportunity to lose the weight that you 've never been able to like we are living in unprecedented times which are incredibly stressful on a subconscious level, regardless of whether you're going through a, mm. a tragedy or not, and that pressure to be productive or to to come up with some kind of genius I find just so not even like stressful but also just really annoying.
1: Mm. Well, I think what we should do, Ruth, is starting from next week, we should do a playcast, which is a much shorter podcast, maybe just about a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes, and uh we, and I quite agree with you about trying to come up with a work of genius. You, you won't come up with a work of genius. You won't even write a half decent novel. Nobody will. Stig Abel put it on uh, Twitter. He said, If you're writing a novel about coronavirus, stop. Nobody mm. nobody wants it. I
0: I was on a I was on like a conference call thing um with the But writer. we can
1: do a cast Yeah. We can do but that. I was
0: on this conference call with um this like writers group that I'm part of and stuff. And they were saying, so they're all actual writers and a lot of them, their career is writing and stuff, so they they write full-time. And they were saying, "Oh, I feel all this pressure to write something like, we're about coronavirus or something, where the a plague is the back setting, or should I work it into my writing that I've done already?" And blah blah. blah. And they're like, "No, no, no!" But there are going to be a heap of people who have never written in their entire lives who think, "Ah, at last, the, the <laughs> gods have given me something that I can write about." And that is not it. If you,
1: no.
0: if you think that this is going to be the time where you're finally, you know, that that saying where it's like everyone's got one good novel in them. No, thing. they
1: haven't.
0: that's that's your daily dose of positivity
1: yeah the um no you're not going to write a great novel uh and if you go down to the bookshops you can't now because they're closed waterstones closed up they're all closed up um but if you do go when waterstones opens again and sheds quite a lot of stuff i suspect Mm. uh, and you go in there and look there are too many books there are loads and loads and loads of books and Basically, if you haven't written—if re- you haven't written a great novel yet—the reason probably is no, not, I, not time. Even if
0: it's not a great novel, if you haven't ever written before, mm. the fact that oh, we're well, living well, in, in the right? middle of a plague doesn't help. Doesn't help. Won't necessarily mean that you are suddenly struck by genius. No, like, Shakespeare could... wrote King Lear, but he wrote a hell of a lot of good stuff before that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also the fact is, it wouldn't have been time. It's not. A lack of time that stopped you writing a great book. I've always found when I'm very, very busy, I'm more productive. Mm, I don't know about
0: that. I think that that, boredom
1: If you want something something done, ask a busy man.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's true. But when it comes with like with like being creative and stuff I think sometimes boredom does lead way into creativity mm,
1: it can do but what I'm saying it won't be a lack of time you know, people always say oh I've got so many great stories to write I've only had the time
0: mm.
1: anybody's got the time even if you write it in the middle of the night you, you know you've got the yeah, time so. you know you've got no more time now than you had and what you haven't got is no, probably the but people the who are
0: writers probably can focus more on their own projects because they're not you know if you've had commissions fall through and stuff yeah I think that's pretty valid
1: my friend Paul, who's a novelist, has written 13,000 words in five weeks, which is very good, but he says they're not all that great words. He says he <laughs> only about 6,000 um, of them are good.
0: I can't remember what the name of the month is. It's like Write a Novel in a Month or something. It's called, like, Wanoma or something like that, mm. and people do, like, write a whole novel in a month. It's really impressive. You have yeah. to write, like, a lot of words a day, obviously.
1: Well, you'd have to write in a month. You'd if probably an, have to write about
0: 3,000 a day, wouldn't you? Yeah, you,
1: you would. Ruthie, have you got anything to, to t- entertain to tie up this?
0: This last Ruthie uni dad and me. Do I have any of my traditional things? Do you? Yeah.
1: The Good. Well, is tell us. More
0: than ever. So, oh. sir, so, your fest, the site that has got all this stuff, they put out per se.
1: That's uh, confessions.
0: Confessions, yeah. At this time, we understand our platform is useful in spreading relevant information about the COVID-19 situation specific to the University of York population, and we will continue to do so while trying to stop the spread of misinformation. It's a very serious site for what is essentially a big jerk. Anyway, and then they say, However, we are all in need of some entertainment, so we are asking for you to submit any confessions, stories, or general other university-specific content to bring some spice to our newsfeeds. And people have responded in droves, and they are all they're brilliant oh, um, and they're mostly way too rude to read out
1: I'll read them out no no
0: no dad they're like
1: I can bleep them
0: no they're they're just inappropriate like way 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 too inappropriate that's a real shame <laughs> so I can't read them but um, and I, you know it's not right to either they're people's confessions you shouldn't read them out or whatever
1: well, um, put but them they on are, a, put them on a website. Yeah, they?
0: They, you know they're anonymous and, and they're they're there they're in the website and that's the point of it. But they are hilarious. are a lot about one night stands and that's there's a lot about, about just like wetting the bed and yeah, pooing lovely. yourself. Wetting
1: the bed, oh, one oh, night excellent. stands, fantastic.
0: Um, but this is so. There's lots of those if you. If, if you can imagine what they would be like, but I'm not going to read them out, especially not in front of my dad. But this one I did think was, this is what I thought was quite funny that's not a confession. Um, is anyone else worried about the fact that with the streets of York now completely vacant, the geese will soon to begin, begin to seize the town? Like, once this is over, all over, how are we going to reclaim the land from them without meeting considerable, considerable aggression? I hear talk about the amazing summer i are all going to have, but I feel like this is only the beginning of something far more grave. Geese. Geese because mm. there's loads of geese in York.
1: Ah, right, So play good of geese. Mm.
0: Tons and tons of geese. Well, I
1: still want to hear about the one-night stands, but probably.
0: No, I can't. And then there's also been loads and loads of York crushes mm. because a lot of them are along the lines of, I'm sad that our university had to end so soon, or, like, um, I didn't realise I was never going to see you again, this is how mm. I would have said I felt, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot along those lines. This is one of my favourite ones. So this is, was S.H., Worst thing about this virus is that I won't be able to see you next term. Please stay single so I can have a chance. There are a lot of very nice ones, and so yeah.
1: But read me one of the ones that's funny.
0: No, there's the ones that the ones that are funny are just dad. I literally I couldn't I couldn't even read them in front of you. Never mind. Really? But you can. They're really really rude.
1: So that's it. I mean, you can keep emailing us uh, podcast at gmail dot and we wish you would, uh, Martin we'll and reply. Ruth podcast. We will we, we'll reply, and we'll maybe we will we'll do one next week if I can uh, motivate Ruth to join me in a plague cast. We'll do one next week, and uh, if we've got something to say. You never know; we might have something to say that people haven't already well, heard. It's unlikely, but
0: week. who knows what the world will look like?
1: Who indeed.